Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric. And the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never gonna get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe, I get to choose which projects I work on. So I'm in control of what I work on. And if I wanna collaborate more with others, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. See what I did there? That's reframing. If you've been thinking about starting therapy or are looking for someone to help you process things and give you coping skills, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara. Turn up the volume or turn down the volume. Depends on how you're listening to us. Welcome to Fat Mascara. Welcome. I'm Jen. I'm Jess. 
What are we going to talk about, girlfriends? I've never <laughs> called you girlfriend. You were snapping. It felt right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I'm in a silly mood. Okay. We're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, stretch marks. Mine too. <laughs> stretch. <laughs> then we're going to talk about hairbrushes. How to clean those damn things. Why are you southern today? I Amazing. I don't know. And then... All right, I really didn't want to talk about this, but I think we have to. Kim Kardashian's got a new fragrance. I think that we should smell it together and see what we think. It's going to be a sniff-off. A sniff-off. and Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a sniff-off. We will be doing a sniff-off. After that, we're going to have hairstylist Vernon Francois, who I have decided has a second career as a life coach. Just an amazing interview, an amazing human. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Oh, he was Jess, I'm just going to go there and start off with a question. Do you have stretch marks? Um, are you talking about the ones from fifth grade or seventh grade or tenth grade? It's like a map. Like, you know when they came where? Story of my life. On my thighs, my hips. I only have them on my boobs. I... I had some on my boobs, yeah. They don't go, did they go away? I had a reduction. Some of them went away and then, yeah. yeah so some of them are still there. Yeah, I, I've got stretch marks. I'm a woman. What do you want? I know. And truly, not Giselle. I think so many women deal with this and there's so much like old wives tales about like what does and doesn't help with stretch marks. I've heard the craziest advice from people over the years. Oh, I always hear about like uh, put coconut oil. Then there's like cocoa this- butter. Everybody thinks cocoa butter is going to fix Co- everything. <laughs> Truly, when people are pregnant, they're like, oh, put cocoa butter all over your stomach so that you don't get stretch marks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, has anything, have you ever, have, has anything worked for you yet? By the time I realized I had them, it was too late. That's funny that you say that because I talked to Dr. Manjula Jegasathi, a Miami dermatologist. She was sharing information on stretch marks that blew my mind. One of the things was... You have to deal with them right away if you really want the best results within four weeks of getting them. And if you wait till they've been there for a while, you can only ever get like a 30% reduction. I was taking a spelling test while they were... I know, that's funny, because when they came from like high school and middle school years, like it's a little too late. Um, I know some women are getting them micropigmented, which is really just tattooing the the white area or the pink area or peach area, depending on your regular skin tone. Oh, that seems like a lot of work. Well, it, it, but I've seen pictures. You know what? We can link to some on the blog. They look, it looks really good. I mean, I wouldn't go to that extent. But what was really interesting to me was that she was saying the name is a little bit off because it's not just skin stretching that causes the problem. They now know there's new research that it's all about the cortisone receptors and the glucocorticoid receptors in your skin. So genetically, some people could stretch and stretch and they won't show up. Where with people with these receptors, they will. So it's really the luck of the draw. It's the luck of the draw. It's not just because I always just thought of it as, okay, the, what, I mean, let's just for lack of a better word, the fatter you get, the bigger the stretch mark and then the skin goes back and you just made the yeah. mark or whether it's like your limbs are growing or whatever. But no, it's more about the genetic receptors that you have in your skin. So if your mom has stretch marks oh, or dad. Probably. Yeah. Um, so I asked her what you can do and I mean, for pregnancy it's better because within four weeks I guess you could technically get these treatments but a pulse dye laser and a Fraxel laser in combination can really, really reduce them. 
does applying lotion help at all? So this is what she said. I said, why do people keep applying these lotions and saying they work over the years if it's really about these receptors? She said there needs to be more research because she thinks some of the topicals are actually, they're doing some sort of cortisone receptor activity in the skin without us realizing it, certain ingredients. So she can't say, actually, here I am saying cocoa butter's silly. She can't say that cocoa butter doesn't work. Mm. But it's not just because it's like lubing up the skin so it stretches less, which is what I think people think. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, well, if it's soft and supple, then it'll be stretchier and then I won't get a mark. Right. That's no, you thinking. might be affecting like a change at that level of your skin's receptors. Then that's why you're not getting the stretch mark. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. That's really cool. That makes me hopeful that maybe I would think that cocoa butter would be one of the least techie creams. I would think some high tech stretch, stretch mark cream would, would be the one. It. Yeah. Yeah, well, they're still doing research. Well, it, cocoa butter might help, but she's also really excited about gene therapy. She's thinking in someday something that can affect the glucocorticoid, I hope I'm saying that right, receptors, will be the thing that then prevents you from getting stretch marks. So um, we're going to leave you with this. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, meaning if you're using a lotion and you think it's working, it very well might be. But if you're like someone who either just had weight gain or weight loss or pregnancy and you can do something right now, do it within four weeks. Go to the derm, get some lasers. That is the most effective thing. So, Jen, I've done a bit of traveling recently, and, you know, the packing is always a process for me. I don't have a mini hairbrush. I just kind of toss my toiletries in, and then I throw in my mint green Harry Josh hairbrush. Okay. Now, I love this hairbrush. It goes everywhere I go, but I have to say, when I take it out to do my thing, I do it very quickly, and I just chuck it back in the bag because it's looking real janky. So I was like staying at my friends and I kind of just it's like- embarrassing. Didn't, I didn't want her to see. <gasps> Me too, I'm the same with my hairbrush. Right. I think it's so gross. It's so gross. Like I have my beautiful, you know, like makeup bag. I've got all my Tilbury. I have my beautiful like pharmacy cleanser. I've got everything out. It looks gorgeous on, you know, her sink. But when it comes to the hairbrush, one, two, three, bam, right in the, chuck it back in. Even me and my vanity at home, if people are coming over, I'm like, bury the hairbrush. Oh, the hairbrush hairbrush. is always under the sink. It's nasty. I'm sorry, Harry. I know you put a lot of thought into that design, but like no one's seeing that. Now tell me, is it that you just don't like the hair in there or does other things get in there? Oh, it's like, you know, it's a sight. It's a sight. There's hair. There's dust. There's dry shampoo buildup. Yeah, there's like these gray little balls that I couldn't figure out what they were because I could get the hair out, but then certain types of brushes, it's like it almost looks like the lint from a dryer. Dryer. I thought is mine that was dust. I thought mine was some cat fur, so I'm glad. No, you have it I too. have it too, and I ain't got no small mammals. <laughs> no small mammals running around your face. No. Um, so what do so, you do? So I went straight to the source. And oh. I found out from Harry how to oh, clean it. Oh, I thought it. we were just going to have a bitch fest no, about dirty no. hairbrushes. No, and I was like, I'm actually, guys, I'm a clean person. Uh, I really am. <laughs> but this, I found out what's going on. Tell he, me. He told, obviously it's, you know, we know it's it's all the things I listed. I can't actually tell you what those dry dust balls are. I have to think they're just like dust and like. Dead all, skin cells probably. Uh, yeah, definitely yeah, okay. dead skin cells. He said the best way to clean a brush is to clean it while it's dry using a comb to pull back all of the loose hair. 
Then you shampoo, and I like that he didn't like suggest some fancy brush cleaner or anything like that. Just good old shampoo and warm water, and take another brush to scrub back and forth. Oh, so you're, it's brush on brush action. If you need to, <laughs> repeat and then rinse with warm water. Dry thoroughly before putting it away so it doesn't catch a catch any other debris while it's still wet. I think right there is the key because you're just chucking it in the bag. Yeah. Someone should probably invent, you know how your toothbrush cover, you'd never throw your toothbrush in a vanity bag, right? Right. You put a little cover on it. Yeah. Why don't brushes come with covers? Harry, business idea. I would buy that. If you're spending that much on a brush... We are just giving away ideas at Fast Mascara. <laughs> How many things have we invented already that someone should go make? But I also, you know, this is this is a nice idea. I, th- I definitely will take his advice. But I remember my mom used to have this thing. Like, it was like growing up, and I never saw it again, but I used to love it. It was a brush cleaner. It looked like a little rake. Have you ever seen one of oh, these things? No, they still do make those, yes. I found some on Amazon. With like a metal prongs yes, almost. Yes, they're six ninety five. So Google... Amazon, Amazon, um, Google, or go on Amazon, whatever you want. Brush cleaner. We'll put one on the blog. Home. Yes. Oh, yeah. Why am I saying that? Yeah. I'll, guys, I'll do it for you. Just go on our blog. Um, I have a one more product recommendation, yeah. too, that might help. Have you seen the Mirai hairbrush liners? No. What the hell is that? So I wrote about these for Mary Claire. Basically, it looks like a dryer sheet, and you put it over the brush, mm-hmm. and it, they're reusable. See how that is? And, oh, it, yeah. and the, the bristles poke <gasps> through the fabric. So then the fabric collects the lint, oil, hair, whatever. And after maybe three or four days of brushing, you pull the sheet off, throw it out, and put another one on. And I was like, oh, my it's God. It's like a liner. It's like a fitted sheet for your hairbrush. It's a fitted sheet for your hairbrush. That's fantastic. They're, they give you, I think it's 30 of them for 12 bucks. So, I mean, if it really yeah. bothers you, that's something to invest in. But I was kind of thinking these are also deodorizing. They have, like, fragrance. That's nice. Dude, you could do that with, like, a bounce sheet probably. The only issue would be that that has, like, tallow, and it yeah. might make your hair a little oily. A little oily, a little slick. So you'd, but there's got to be some fa- – you could probably make this yeah. yourself. We're not into crafting here. No, that's but like, a lot of effort. There's some podcast out there probably, you know, we'll hook you up with where you can learn how to craft your own hairbrush liner. <laughs> For now, Mariah has them. We'll put that on the blog, yeah. and we'll put uh, the little brushes you found. Yeah. Great, great hack. A lot of hacks here. I also liked bitching about my dirty hairbrush, so thanks, Jess. No props. It happens. All right, guys, we have a new segment that we're starting, and it's all about testing those fragrances that are getting lots of buzz, testing those fragrances that are trending. Yes, and we're going to smell something for the first time together with you on air. Have some thoughts. Yeah, discuss. if you have any names, definitely like hit us up on Twitter. Come up with like, a cute little, it could be punny. I'm okay with that. First premiere testing is Kim KW, KKW fragrance. Okay, I have it here in my hot little hands. Yeah. I'm going to spray first, and I'll pass it over to you. Should we talk about how this arrived? Yeah. So it's all about crystals, people. Right. It's been about crystals for a while. I'm kind of over the crystals. But this is shaped like a crystal, the bottle, and the beauty editors got it in a box full of Quartz, a ton of quartz. Which were kind of fun to run my fingers through, I'm not going to lie. Oh, I didn't like the way it felt. It gave me an icky feeling. It felt really? Because like, it felt like chalk. It didn't feel like smooth crystals. They, like, there was nothing irregular about Oh, I was getting like marbly vibes from it. No, I was not feeling it. I don't think when you buy it in the store, it's going to have all those crystals, but the bottle no. still will. So I'm sniffing it now, but first I want to give you my thoughts on the bottle while you sniff as well. Um, it doesn't stand up vertically. 
No, this is going to take a lot of counter space on your It's an oblong counter. thing that like lays down, which I don't know what Kim was thinking there. She must have huge vanities with lots of space, but I need things to you stand think? up. Okay, I sprayed. All right. I'm because Jen just sprayed, Ooh. I'm just sniffing. Now, this for me, mm -hmm. I'm getting immediate a lot of white florals. Totally. And that to me feels incongruous with the vibes of the crystal shape and the mailing. So funny you should say that. I immediately smell gardenia, and it is bringing me back to there was a big era of like Mark Jacobs did mm -hmm. a, a gardenia, maybe Michael Kors did tuberose. This is very 2003. It's, it's oh, 2000, these are OG fragrances. 2003. These big white florals that were like not as heady and oriental as the florals from the 80s and 90s, but like. They're not fresh They're to me. They're trying to be They're innocent. not fresh floor. They're just pure flower, right? A kai, a little bit of a kai vibe. Well, that's gardenia as well. Yeah. So I think the floral is coming across really strong, but like there's like a chalky undertone to mine. I don't know if that's... So right now we're smelling Crystal Gardenia by KKW Fragrances. Now the notes that we're smelling are... Oh, did we are... hit any of them right? Y yes, yes. So we... <laughs> Sorry, I feel like I'm doing a little bit of an HSN thing, but I'm just gonna gonna give it to you right now. Give it to me. There is an illuminating citrus, a bright and radiant opening is crafted with the illuminating citrus of luminous bergamot, the serene water- Bergamot. It's bergamot's fancier cousin. <laughs> Why do I always say bergamot? I don't, don't, know, don't laugh at me. I, okay. I always do that. It's a weird thing. Like I'm tick. not getting luminous citrus right away. The but. serene watery floral of an aquatic accord, and I love this. Nymphial Givadon Captive. So captives are the kind of um, the, the molecules that different fragrance houses will come up with like that are their own. Proprietary. Proprietary. And I love the word nymphial and it has a... Um, nymphial as in like of a the nymphs? Yeah, and it has a trademark around it so no one okay. can touch that. Um, it gives a delicate feeling of fruit petals. The heart has pink quartz rose and white gem gardenia. What does a rose quartz smell like? Um, I, I don't know. I can't answer that for you. Um, orange flower, jasmine, or matched okay. with... Okay, orange flower. Definitely get that. Karma floor, that also has a trademark, Juvenon Captive. And then the um, finish is sandalwood and Georgie wood, and that's also a captive, a Juvenon Captive, hmm. with sun-warmed solar amber. Okay, here's what I'm getting. Yeah, what? tell me. Give me the net-net. I'm getting... I'm in Hawaii. I picked a bunch of white flowers. I threw them in an industrial dryer. Mm -hmm. So that was already scented with a little bit of a dryer sheet situation. Mm -hmm. And then I opened up the dryer and maybe a little breeze from the ocean came in at the same time. Like I, it's not a clean floral for me. It's very, it's very like laundromat-y. Some people might like that though. Yeah. It's like it's like a powdery, dusty, chalky floral. I'm getting yeah florals with definitely a, a lot of a lot of soapy notes. Um, I could see a lot of people putting this on and saying it's clean, it's fresh, okay. You know, but I could also see somebody putting this on, and maybe it's because I have Kim K in my head, like you know, like that's already been planted, like jammed in my head. Mm -hmm. That there's something glamorous about this, but I just can't. When I think of crystal. I think of something something so much lighter than this scent that I'm getting. Yeah. So if you're expecting crystal airy fairy, you're not going to get that. If you are expecting something uber feminine, very feminine, then you know, and and bodaciously floral, 
this is your this is your gem. Oh, oh, you made a pun. There, I did. Gem I made a pun. Um, as we're doing this, I'm like, this could be annoying the hell out of our listeners that they can't smell it, and we're describing. So, also give us some feedback on what you yeah. think of this new segment. Is it weird to hear us talk about fragrance when you're listening on a podcast? Yeah, I don't know. Let us know if it's working. This is a work in progress, and um, also you might want to know where you can get this bad boy. Oh, thank you, Violet Gray. Um, VioletGray.com for a limited time. Oh, it's and like a luxe. Retailer. Yeah, this thing is. Yeah, this thing is. Well, but you know what's nice? It's Violet Gray. I feel like everything is like a fortune. This is thirty five dollars for the thirty ml and sixty dollars for the big boy. Wow, um, that's so, a nice deal for. And that's a big. Yeah, I always feel like if I'm shopping on Violet Gray, it's like there wow. goes three hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> this time only Bye-bye 35. money. <laughs> only thirty five. Yeah. <laughs> Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, They have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X, and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less. They're $39.90. But the quality is excellent, and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, 
quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Okay, everyone, I am one of those people who, when it comes to wellness, sorry, but it's got to fit into the pockets of my day. Five minutes here, seven minutes there. When I'm like in the kitchen and I'm microwaving something long, it's got to be convenient. And that is why Aloe Moves works for me. My mindset has changed. The app makes it easy for me to keep my wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place and bite-sized little bits. Yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that's going to fit into your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. You know what feeling I'm feeling most days? I'm feeling 10 minutes. I've been doing that's good. Joanna Thompson's. Right? That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga lattes in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day. And we're just <laughs> going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe Moves will teach you how to do it. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. We're here with Vernon Francois. He's an amazing celebrity hairstylist who's worked with Solange Knowles, Serena Williams, Willow Smith, Ruth Nega. I know there's like a dozen other I'm missing. Lupita. Lupita. That was the first like, one I wanted to say. That's my girl. That's we, have to, like, we have to start with Lupita, of course. Absolutely. Yes. He also has his own line of luxury hair care, uh, also called Vernon Francois, your name. Welcome to Fat Mascara. I'm so excited to be here. Welcome, Hi. Vernon. How he's, are you? He's hot off the Glamour Women of the Year <laughs> Awards. We were just looking at uh, Serena's hair, which was amazing. Thank you. You do good stuff. So let's get into it. Uh, you started doing hair on yourself, right? Uh, no. I heard you had braids back in the day. I had braids. I had braids not long ago. But um, no, I'm self-taught. My whole sort of... I know self-discovery of me, all things fabulous and textured hair was when I was eight years old. And mm -hmm. uh, Sunday afternoons, my mum was doing hair. Uh, my parents are from the Caribbean and uh, I grew up as a Rastafarian mm -hmm. and everything I was exposed to was uh, locks and braids and extensions. And I remember my mum, Sunday afternoons, two things was get your hair done and put rice and peas and chicken on the stove. And that was what <laughs> Sunday afternoons were like in our house with my brothers. At the time, there was four of us. I was the second oldest. Do you cook now too? Uh, of course. Um, it's uh, it's ingrained in us. Uh, Self-care is really important. It was something that was traditional with our culture was that we looked after everyone. Mm -hmm. So we took it in ranks as we got older. Um, and then me... Um, I just remember not being happy with my mum doing my hair one day. And I was eight years old and I turned around and told her I didn't like it. It was painful. The comb used to go through the scalp and you would just cry and she would section it into these big uh, twists. And um, 
the polite version is she said, if you don't like it, do it yourself. And I was like, fine, <laughs> I'm going to go and turn them out and show you how I can make this a lot more nicer and better and less painful. And I did. And I started experimenting on the rugs. Uh, you see the tassels, the fringing on the rug carpets. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That's how I started how to braid and how to twist and lock. And I used to unravel those. And you would come home and you see the whole fringing just braided one way <laughs> uh, or then twisted in the other way with a little bit sticking out on the other side. Uh, and then I used to... Um, we used to have chores when we were younger and uh, I would always opt to do the kitchen duty because then I would mop the floor and we used to have those old school mops with the tassels hanging off mm -hmm. it. Yeah. I used to unravel each and every one of them and stand there for hours and then braiding them back and twisting them and that's how I got into twisting and braiding. Um, and then I really upgraded onto my grandma's uh, fringing on the door frames. You know, those uh, tassels that hang down yeah. from the door I'm frame. I'm picturing those... this beautiful boudoir. Yeah, home I'm like, like, could you imagine it? Just all be we should design one and put it in like homes <laughs> or something like that. But um, no, it was like, um, you know, those plastic uh, door fringe, you have tassels that hangs down or you get the beaded ones. Oh, right, wooden right. beaded ones. You get them in plastic beads or wooden beads or different rainbow colors. Uh, my grandma used to come home and it'd just be like braided all the way to the side and then she'd be, cussing in Patwa language I want it Bamba you should take this down blah, blah, blah. and then she'd come back down again it'd be braided again into a different style uh, and then I realised I really had to um find something other than an obstacle or an object in the house to kind of try and maybe get hair. some clients up in there well I was only eight nine years old ten oh, okay. you know right. so I was just as a child you just you 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 don't um, have any boundaries so you just find whatever I used to get like right wires off the like the cable wires from the telephone and the cable and just twist them and braid them because I was just looking at the interlocking method um, and then I wouldn't advise anyone to do that by the way um, yeah, but um, um, I then upgraded and I went to the toy shop and got a doll and broke the head off and just took the head of the doll and that became my best friend for while I was in school for the rest of my young life in school I used to run home hide underneath my bed and I would be uh, braiding, twisting, gel, flat twisting, laying the edges down with this blonde doll. The head was about around us, about that big. Uh, and uh, she had long blonde hair with blue eyes and I was calling her Shaniqua. <laughs> so <laughs> it so was it's like a Barbie head. A hundred percent. But it was, well, that was the cultural yeah. difference though, even though uh, it wasn't what I was accustomed to from what my family looked like. But as a child, you don't really notice hair that. Is hair. hair is hair, exactly. Uh, and that's how I really started. And then as I got older, I started working on my brother's hair, who still has the locks that I started for him over 26 years ago. Wow. <clears throat> and he actually does hair as well, and his hair is down to here, down to his, past his, almost down to his knees. Now, uh, is he Rastafarian? He no. is actually. He still preaches and what, is Rastafarian. Just briefly, I'm, I've always been curious about this. Why are locks and hair so important in that religion and culture? That's actually a very good question. Um, I don't want you to speak for all of us. No, I actually, you know what, if I'm actually being very transparent with you, I couldn't tell you mm. because I don't know any different. Mm -hmm. That's what I was born into. No one ever said to me we had to wear our hair like that. What I can tell you um, from a, for, as a black male Caribbean African descent, I know the locking method was almost like a sacred way of how we kept our hair. And traditionally, we wore it in that way because it was at its most healthiest. Um, so that is why we did that. And I think it became quite of a signature um, 
a part of our identity because mm-hmm. it was synonymous with um, uh, Haile Selassie and his crown and, and, and the immediate people uh, in the royal family uh, from Ethiopia. So I just think it stemmed from that and tribes and culture just sort of emigrated over to Europe and we just continued to follow it. And obviously, I think for the most... For everyone that's not familiar with locks, I think Bob Marley really put it on the map for those people that are not mm-hmm. familiar with what locks look like. Um, so that just really transcended into popular culture, I think. I don't mm-hmm. know if that helped. So, that was helpful. Yes. So when did you, you know, you're working on the doll, you're working on the rug. When did you <laughs> take your skills into a more, you know, quote unquote, professional environment? Um. So I was born north of England and um, we moved down to London when I just turned 14 um, and my mum was my biggest fan. I always remembered my mum and my dad, even though our relationships were quite um, tense most of the time of my upbringing, one of the things that my parents did was always support me and I think that's why I ended up being doing hair because I never thought there was anything wrong with it and I think it's really important for young parents out there to know that if your child is um, gravitating to something help them gravitate to it mm-hmm. it's that one bit of security that will literally guide them through life so knowing that my mum was my biggest fan she was always talking about me doing hair doing the next door neighbor's hair the PE teacher the girlfriend <laughs> anyone Bernie could get his hand on I was doing hair 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 and she had got stopped in the street from someone trying to hand her a flyer for a makeover and she's like I won't do the makeover or I'll do the makeover if you get my son a job in this swanky West End salon. You got a Oth- hype man in your it, mom. It, 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 I love it. Yeah, it. In, uh, in the central of London. It's like high-end prestige salon. Yeah. And he was like a deal. He gets percentage, she gets photos, and her son gets a job. <laughs> uh, and that was it. Uh, so I ended up working in this salon called Burlington's, uh, which is one of the high-end salons in in London. It is has it still been. there? It actually, uh, I saw uh, when I went back recently, it actually closed down. I was really upset. Aww. But it's actually been around for almost 50 years, 60 years. Uh, I don't know if they move locations, because I know there's a lot of um, buildings and stuff being mm-hmm. put up. It's right opposite London Fashion of College uh, in the heart of Oxford Circus. And I worked there since I was 14, 15 years old. So what did uh, you do there? As a Saturday boy. Uh, I What did I do there? That's a very good question. <laughs> I learned a lot about... I, I am self-taught, so I started to teach myself at home on my brothers and Shaniqua and my doll. Um, how <laughs> she to came blow. with you to London? Well, no. Well, while I was up... Uh, well, yeah, she did, actually. And then She I, made the journey. I cut her hair off because I was trying so many hairstyles and the hair didn't grow back, <laughs> so I ended up leaving her. But um, I remember learning how to blow-dry. We were very... Um, we didn't have a lot of money when we were younger, so I remember having to go to... We called it a skip. I don't know what you guys call it, a dumpster. Yeah. Uh, uh, outside and I remember finding a broken hairdryer and then I would go home and start to learn how to blow dry with a fork and a broken hairdryer and that's how I started teaching myself to blow dry. So by the time I had off- had this opportunity to work in a salon where you have these Rolls Royce of um, tools like brushes and popper hairdryers with nozzles on it, I was like, whoa, this is so cool and I was popper <laughs> into it. Uh, and looking back now, I, 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 re- I recall... Um, everyone being really blown away with my sort of attention to detail, passion and will to want to do the job and not to turn any client away from the salon no matter their hair texture, which in Oxford Circus in London was, you know, most people only went there that were of European, wavy, straight, Mm -hmm. Caucasian hair texture. Anyone that had 
any ounce of curl pattern in their hair, they would say they couldn't do their hair. So I was like, no, I can do well, it. You were Come the like, designated, self-designated I became expert. that. I didn't realize at the time I was just doing it because I enjoyed it. Uh, and yeah. I ended up actually ended up working for the makeup company downstairs as well as the salon upstairs uh, because I ended up doing everyone that came in for the makeover whilst the company was just taking clients money you, do, you don't know what the texture of the hair client is. So when they would turn up, you would then kind of opt to straighten it as such. Uh, and then like, actually, no, we've got Vernon upstairs and I'd run downstairs, I'd do all the little braids and twists and mm -hmm. have fun and then go back upstairs, sweep the floor. And that was my life for about three, four years. I would come in, clean the windows outside, anything that I could do to stay in that building, I'll be there early and I'll be there to close in. And um, that was me for my first teenage years. That's quite um, an education. Oh, I, 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 I was hungry. I still do it now. I'm hungry. I, I love doing what I do. Um, so any opportunity that I had to be present in that moment with anybody, I was the first one to put my uh, hand forward. I, I met um, a very, very well-known hairdresser, Desmond Murray, who then I went to work for him. And then by the age of 17, I won my first award. And that's what really propelled me into the industry. You've talked to Teen Vogue about this before. Mm -hmm. Dyslexia. This was something you grew up with. How is this informed or you know just played a role in your career and growing up oh, such an intense question so early um <laughs> and a very important question um it's it's you know for those of you that haven't seen the video that i put together please go and have a look uh, it's on team vogue we and can it's put also, a link yeah. to it on our site um and it, it even even to this day, we, we're inundated with lengthy messages from people all around the world that share this common um, gift, which is dyslexia, which is often uh, shown done as a disability or uh, a nuisance. Um, and most people don't know how to recognize it, so then you become an irritant in school, um, or you get shamed from not being able to read or talk or spell in a certain manner that people believe we all should be doing. So my dyslexia is, um, it, it is, is, is a personal weapon of mine. You know, it's a gift that I've learned to embrace. Uh, it hadn't always been that way. Well, that's what I'm wondering. You're talking about all of this, like, success and, you know, that you've had as a teen, you know, and all of this that you've done, just, like, mm. by the age of 15, you're like, okay, well, you know, you're fashioning blow-dry, like, apparatuses out of forks and, yeah. you know, broken hair dryers, and then you're this star at this, you know, posh London salon, but you're at the same time, you're fighting something that I don't know. I mean, did you know what it was at that time? No, I think... Um you know, it's great for you to say that I would never look at myself as the way you're viewing me because I am just me. I'm you are living it. Uh, that is trying to get by day by day in the world. I don't know if I have something greater than anyone else because I don't see myself different to anyone else. Society told me that I was different to everyone else because I couldn't do what the majority were doing. So then I had to find ways in trying to recognize that within myself as to why can't I, or why are you telling me I'm not good enough? When I know I can add, I know I can read, but I pick it up or digest it at different times. Does that make me stupid? Apparently so. So through school was a very, very, very dark space for me. Um, I try not to get emotional here, but um, it, 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 education uh, through the schooling system, I don't believe is effective as we hope it to be, period. Um, you know, I've often said when we have kids, school might not be the thing we put them into. Uh, I think if you can find a way of 
you, there's many ways you can educate and, and, and teach people stuff. Um, and dyslexia is a very, very big thing. It's a, and it's a talent and we don't know how to speak to it yet. Mm. Um, and I'm, I've only recently, it was um, the big, almost the beginning of this year, I had an out of body experience, almost like it just came out one day. We were, um, would you like to know how it happened, how it came about? Because that will answer your question. Um, sure. Uh, so cut yeah. a long story very short. Yeah. We were, uh, I, was, I had to go back for some edit of videos that we were doing. Uh, I'm very humbled that the collection that I designed is in Sephora. So we were making content videos for Sephora. Sure. And uh, I had uh, uh, had a very not so good experience with the editing team that I was working with for this particular video content. So once the video content had been made, which was excellent, by the way, mm. um, I just put everything to the backside and just moved on to the next project. Uh, but I knew that we caught some good content and I wanted to go and look at the behind the scenes scenes to see if I could use it for other stuff. So one day I was just sitting in the kitchen looking at the behind the scene footage and I was blown away I was like whoa uh this person looks really cool on camera and I was just listening and they were talking and reading really well from the thermometer like reading the words mm -hmm. and being very articulate and if something was wrong they were saying oh could you just rewrite that again could you change this comment could you put an explanation mark here could you just lower this down could you make this right and then I realized it was me and that, that's when I broke down and that's you thought you were looking at somebody else no I knew I was looking at me but but it was so not, you're not used to seeing yourself correct. So knowing how to work with words so correct. quickly and dealing wow. with the teleprompter and all that wow. stuff. Correct. So when, when like when you catch yourself in a mirror and you're like, wait, that's me? Correct. <laughs> that's exactly. so cool. That's really so cool. So when that happened, I've got goosebumps already. When that happened, I just broke down into tears. I just broke like, down. like, I am doing this. That's so cool. Exactly. That's Amazing. beautiful. Uh, I, I had this out-of-body experience. So I was like, fuck. The... the that's me and then I, I, I called my partner I called uh, we work with an on up communications director on a team who's actually my right hand lady she I basically talk and she writes it down and I called and I was in tears and mm. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. like oh I just want to say thank you so much for helping me realize my, mm -hmm. that I'm not as stupid as I thought I was that mm. I actually can read I actually can talk quite um, eloquently I can uh, pronounce my words you know all these things that I thought I could never be I just witnessed myself do it on camera and um, in the moment of that happening I knew I had to do something about it uh, and then I said to Amber I said I need to write a letter to dyslexia to say thank you and that's mm -hmm. how that came about and yeah. it was personal it was nothing for anyone else and then we wrote the letter and it was just a very healing thing for me it yeah. was for no one else but for me just to put out, you made me do this, you made me feel like this, how dare you, look at me now, <laughs> but thank you so much and I stand, mm -hmm. I stand with you, you are a part of me, you are not me. And, uh, and, and the outcome of that letter uh, became uh, what you now know is the animation called Letter to Dyslexia. When I showed it to my friends and family, uh, people were just taken back and blown away by the courage, the tenacity, mm -hmm. the honesty, the transparency in that. Uh, and then I was like, oh, well, thanks. It was just a letter for me. And then I realized actually the significance of me sharing that story. Yeah. Um, You'd be surprised being in the beauty space. We've had a lot of guests talk to us about dyslexia and I mm -hmm. think there's the strength in it that you get to you're better with your hands and yep. you're more attuned to how people yeah. are feeling you can read them easier like a lot of makeup artists and hairstylists I weirdly. often 
this is the only way I've been able to describe who I am. Um, and I just said to everyone, if you've seen that movie, Edward Scissorhand. Mm. Yeah. Yes, of me. course. You're Edward Scissorhand. Hey, that's I love, me. Yeah. That's a good... It's, all, it's that's, feeling. That's me. And the community didn't know how to respond to him because he looked different. Mm -hmm. As soon as he started doing stuff with his hands and making things look beautiful oh. and everyone wanted to be then a part of him. Then they wanted to, yeah. And everyone wanted to be a part of him. But they still didn't know how to communicate to him. So you just still left him on his own. And when that the shit hit so the fan. That movie's so heartbreaking. Yeah, I, I can't, I won't go into it because you end up in tears. But yeah. that, that, I can't watch that. That's me. Yeah. That's exactly who I am. And that's how I felt as a child. And sometimes still as I feel as an adult. Oh my God, when you saw that movie, like, were you just... I I, I, hadn't, I couldn't respond. Yeah. I watch it, I even I watch it today and I'm still... I mean, just the articulation in that movie, I don't think the people realise how how significant that storytelling is. Is by It's, all, it's almost like, um, you know, miming when you watch miming. Yeah. It's yeah. exactly the same. Because we can't tell you what the dyslexia is like. I can't tell you the reasons why I can't read the information on the paper, but I can show you. Yeah. But you've got to give me the opportunity to do that. Yeah. And often we don't have the patience to do so. So how to then, that communication's broken, that opportunity is missed, that mm -hmm. relationship is gone. You're so, yeah, it's, it's about it's missed opportunity, miss, the missed opportunity for relationships it's and communication crazy. and connection. And when, and when you look at, all the great stuff in life that we use to survive has often, if not, been created by someone that's been dyslexic. Hmm. It's just a thought. Including amazing hair products. Thank you so Including much for sharing that. Including amazing hair products, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, because we come from a problem-solving perspective. Yeah, for that's sure. That's where we come from. Um, it's obviously, you found success since then, and because of that. Um, let's talk a little bit about the celebrity clientele you picked up along the way, which I assume didn't start when you were 14. You know what? <laughs> it didn't start, but I always like, everyone's like, who's your biggest fan? And my clients are my biggest fans. Yeah. Uh, my next door neighbor, the people that know me when I was wee high that still try and come and see me today. Yeah. They're celebrities. They're celebrated. You treat everybody like a I feel like I hear no, that from a lot of hairstylists. I treat everyone the same. Yeah. And that's why I get on with the ladies in the limelights that I get on with. Because so I don't alter that. If Jess or I were in your chair, we'd get like the Solange treatment or the Lupita treatment. A hundred percent. But you'd get a treatment that would be specific to you. Right. Of course. Yes. Bespoke. Of course. <laughs> For me, it's all about how you conduct yourself. How yeah. you, what, 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 what's your purpose? So did you, did those ladies or anybody of high profile like that come into the salon or did you actively seek out like working in that realm? I, um, no, I've never reached out to anyone. Um, it's just word of mouth. You got Word of mouth, Chinese whisper. Yeah. Um, the word on the street is, you know, and uh, there's a guy in Europe that's really cool at doing girls with curly, kinky hair. If you're traveling over there, go and see him. So I became the go-to guy across the seas for all the guys in America. Yeah. And that's how I started working with all the girls. One of the earliest people that I worked with that you guys will be familiar with was Keisha Cole mm -hmm. when she came out with her first album with Kanye West mm -hmm. and I did all of the European tour and stuff like that so I would work with girls like that when Kay Washington came over I would work with her over there and when Lupita came over I'd work with her over there and then they would all try to bring me back here uh -huh. uh, logistically <laughs> that wouldn't work always and then when I uh, launched a brand and made the uh, leap over here everyone then tried to I need to have you for my own you need to be my own you need to be my own sort of stuff so that's you mentioned so you mentioned kinky and curly hair. Before we get into the hair texture, like you you even say on your website, you're the textured hair guy. What do you think of as quote unquote textured hair? How would you define that? 
Well, but, but the whole definition of textured hair is textured hair. Hair by, hair by definition is texture. So any hair is textured exactly. hair? Exactly. Like white, wavy European hair is textured hair? I wouldn't use the word white. I would use the word European, Caucasian, mm. or textured, curly, kinky, coily hair. Okay. So when you say that you work with textured hair, that doesn't exclude anyone, really. It does not. I feel like sometimes so textured a, hair. Yeah, people are, are mistaken about that. Okay. You're using the wrong language to begin with. Of course with. not, because any kind of hair texture could be on any person's head. I know that. Yeah. But that's not often the way it's described. Mm. Yeah. So already there's been a really big, big, big miss, under, miss ill-informed education how to speak about it. Right. So, Like you <laughs> might see a person's skin color and automatically think, okay, I'm going to do their hair like this, but you haven't gotten in there well, to actually feel it. Well, that's often the case. Yeah, and that's <laughs> For wrong, most people, you're yeah. you, get, you can easily, in this industry, get really task-tight. Uh, is it cast-tight? Cast-tight? Um, Typecast. Typecast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I work with all the girls with kinky curly hair. That's only the hair I can do, so we won't put him up for any European girls. Right. And when my book's been put out, to, oh, we don't really see anyone's hair. Hair is hair. So it's often, the, the, uh, go back to the mind. We, 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 we have the ability to push boundaries, to educate, to reshape, uh, to take control mm -hmm. and, and, and inform consumers of the power of being able to do something well. You should be able to manipulate that across all territories. And we often keep getting stopped by the own people that give us the opportunities to do it to begin with. Do you find that happening with you in your career? 100%. So you've like wanted to work with a particular person and they're just like, we don't see a girl with hair like that in your book. So we're not going to book you. For the black and white of it, yes. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, you have your agencies, you, 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 you try and, you know show your versatility in the work through the girls that you are using. But beyond that, people are not even looking at the hair, they're looking at the skin color. So it's a whole different conversation. And that's where you're going. Yeah. And that's all it is. And that's beyond, that's just the ignorance of when you look at people with, with uh, dyslexia as well. We are a very- You get a label and that's all you- We're just a think? very ignorant yeah. culture. The, the, the humans yeah. that are existing right now, we are very ignorant. Uh, and I think the times that we are in are really, allowing us to step outside of that and just really start to think about others and what and how we're making them feel and the reasons why we're making them feel that way. Where does that come from? And I went back to you, I said earlier, what's your narrative? What's the purpose? Why are you asking those questions? Where did that thought process come from before you thought about to ask me? Mm -hmm. And it's often come from your own perception and being quite ignorant about it and not thinking about it. So mm -hmm. what are you trying to do like with, um, obviously you're trying to do a lot of different things with your work and with your <coughs> product line, but are you trying to like erase the word textured hair from no, the what, 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 lexicon? No, my goal is to leave this world in a better place than what I came into, giving young girls and guys the power to use um, hair uh, products uh, with no boundaries to explore. Uh, to really immerse themselves into their texture and know that their hair is beautiful for what it is, and know that if you, <coughs> excuse me, and know that if you're wanting to wear your hair straight and you've got curly hair, that you love your curls first before you do that. Right. Whilst I recognise at the moment it's the opposite. We're running away from the curls because we think straight is better. Do you think that's still the case? That, I know that's the case. I was pulling you know. some. Yeah, I well, was pulling some numbers on like marketing about how many more women are wanting to wear their hair naturally curly when it's curly to begin mm -hmm, with. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe it's still not the majority. But yeah, what, but, you, what, but you already answered your question in that statement, how many want versus do. 
So it's oh, like if the, if you the want stat to do it, is like whether you want to and doing it is two different. It actually was things. it was one time a year. They've yeah. worn their hair natural one time a year. Right. And, for, and I guess I hear you saying like, well, that doesn't mean they fully have exactly. It. And it's also yeah. using the word natural. What does that mean? Because that often, I was just going to ask that, you that. That often scares a lot of people. What does that mean? And what so does it mean to you? For me, I still feel that's another word that's used out of context. So, mm -hmm. for example, we'll have a, a lot of girls from uh, African American descent that will say they're wearing their hair natural but they've got color on their hair it is not natural it's mm. being colored yeah it is not natural right, that's right. just the facts of it I, I can't even have a dispute although girls have tried to come for me it's like <laughs> let's not have this conversation i can see you put a chemical on your hair right. it's a color yeah. it goes into the shaft exposes your bonds of your hair and dyes and dilutes the quantity of your hair it's not natural. So once we go back and what I'm, what, what, what we're doing as a brand and Sephora was working with me really on that as well is to go out and educate and to have these conversations. The fact that I'm here to talk with you guys, yeah. it's important we start to learn to use the right language so then we can move forward in the most effective way. Um, for if you look at Lupita, where she doesn't color her hair, her hair is natural Afro kinky hair, where it's unprocessed and it's of its natural state and it hasn't had color on it. That's natural hair. What did you think of the whole Grazia thing from last week? Grazia put the photo. You did the hair, right? I was a part of that experience. You were part of that. You were part of that experience. That was so diplomatic. The way you said that, she was on the cover of Grazia UK, and she had the original hairstyle. Right, was a more, if I'm using your language, Afro kinky hairstyle, and then on the cover, it was a more slick back, smooth style. Now she spoke out. And um, correct me if I'm wrong. Cause this is, I'm just Which, who is this? I'm sorry. Lupita. Oh, right, right, right. Our okay. friend Lupita. Mm -hmm. And she, <laughs> she was disappointed with the revised hairstyle on the cover. The conversation that we need to be having is one that we celebrate hair. Uh, the brand, <clears throat> excuse me, my brand is about inclusivity. Uh, mm -hmm. If you look at my textures, my iconography, they mm -hmm. speak from straight to wavy, coily, kinky, and even have the damage logo on there, which I think is quite exciting. And I think what we are trying to do and what we are doing as women, as men in the industry, is we're wanting that to be um, followed all the way through to the end. So whatever we do, we want to be portrayed as who we are mm -hmm. right. uh, and it's important that we speak to that and the brand really really does that and that's what we're that's the conversation that we want to have and that's the one we're having so when you do when someone does their hair the way they want it we should respect like i made my hair that way for a reason i mean we shouldn't be even having this conversation yeah we shouldn't have to be having it yeah. well not when it comes to specific hair textures we yeah should just, we shouldn't be having that conversation so you know it's just respect those how you wish to be respected it's a very simple mm -hmm motto in life isn't it the conversation of talking about how to embrace your texture and why it's so significant is the one we should be having um okay. the fact that people are exploiting the textures should be spoken to as to what reason do you think this is not good enough wherever you are and when you work in the working place we're told that to wear your hair out in its natural form is unprofessional so if it's unprofessional here, where else is it going to be unprofessional? And that's translating in everything you see. So, you know, you have Instagram with all these photos on there that really smooth everything out. So then you're losing your identity. So where's the transparency there? Yeah, and not even with just hair, with skin and everything. Exactly. Yeah. So we, we, we really have to be very careful in when we're, when, when we're trying to almost ostracize someone for doing something, what are the real reasons why we're ostracizing them and where they're getting that information from for them to think that that's validated enough for them to do it? 
Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, that, and then if you put that out to a side, you have to ask everyone else the same question. And actually, sure. it's, it's just a, a domino effect of it being happening for so long from other places, from other big beauty brands that do other stuff. And we just have to really start talking about loving what you already have and learning how you can make that beautiful. You talk about you have these icons of different textures. Mm-hmm. So there's like six of them, right? Yeah. But how many textures of hair are there in the world? That's it. You think so? There's just six. Well, the reality is that's so... But you fall into like a... Correct. Like a field. So (laughs) with my dyslexia, one of the reasons why the iconography was so important for me to do, when you look at the brand, you find it very... Well, hopefully you find it very easy to read and understand and it's all Mm -hmm. colour-coded. Because me, when I look at brands, I can't sometimes read what's on the packaging. Uh, Neither can we. (laughs) It's really confusing. Exactly. So I wanted... My goal is to use the icons and the packaging... Uh, in the coming future where you can see your texture and then you just fall in love with the packaging because that looks familiar to you. Mm-hmm. And we all know we emotionally invest in stuff if we feel closer to it from a visual content. That's fact. And it's your texture like, say you got your hair wet and then did nothing to it, no chemicals, no products, no whatever, how the shape it dried in is the texture. That would ideally be the case, but right. obviously with wear and tear, the pollution, tying your hair back, sleeping, that's not going to be the case. So what I wanted to do is to simplify it because we spend too many times trying to be classified in all these classifications and then you get, com- it's, com- it's too much. Life is not that complicated. It doesn't <laughs> have to be so much. So when you look at texture on, on the wider platform and you go, what are the textures out there? What are the sort of ethnicities that exist? And then how do you now down the texture versus uh, uh, via ethnicity. Mm -hmm. Um, When you look at it, you end up coming up with straight, wavy, curly, coily, and kinky. Mm -hmm. That's just a progression of the hair almost going from one to the other. It's very easy. From 10 to one or Mm -hmm. one to 10. That's the fact. Now, obviously, you could have two people with wavy hair and have a different sort of wave pattern from two different ethnicities and have two different... um, uh, experiences of, of wave, but it's still a wave. It's a very simple thing. You just need, for me, most people don't even know what hair texture they have. So first of all, if you can at least start to learn the hair texture you have, you can then start to go in on a better hair journey. And now, how about but how about this? What if you're one person with two of those on one of your head? Which, which is which, oh, geez, which is also possible as well, and that's okay. That's not unspoken of, and it's okay to speak to that. Would you put different products on different areas of your head? Oh, that seems like a lot of work. Can no, yeah. go, so like my base of my neck is really curly, tight. Of course, but you then this part's wavy. Correct. So yeah, it's very, very common to have the circumference of your hair to be very light and soft and the, the core, the core, uh, the crown bit or the center bit to be a bit more coarser or a lot more thicker or yeah. more uh, unruly. Yeah. That's very normal. Uh, one of the great stuff with the brand and what I've done with some of the uh, packaging is do sprays. So you have different functions. You can shoot, stream or spray, which then allows you to apply the product more effectively so you can deal with those challenges that you have every day. And it's about being more intuitive, which we're not, we're quite lazy. We think we use one product and it's going to make our lives healthy. That's not the reality. And we have to stop telling people that. You just have to learn a little bit about who you are, where you want to go, and then your products will follow you. So you may need to use more than one product. It's not that you may need to. I think it's wise that you know that using one isn't going to solve all your concerns with your hair and okay. your hair will change throughout the day as well anyone that's got wavy curly hair your hair has its own personality mm-hmm. so you trying to get in with that is that not going to work truth. well that you is, know yeah. it's not a hard truth i think it's fun i think you know you, you've got to oh, learn to love it because i think we spent too long trying to have an idea of what your hair should look like versus yeah. actually what does my hair love to do and how can you amplify that and then also how can you then transition it into what you prefer when 
when you want to, but knowing that your hair is beautiful the way it is. And it's like having those relationships. I often say my, one of my favorite tips is uh, never do your hair if you're angry. Just don't what? do it. I do that about why? cooking. You can't don't cook with anger. You gotta have do love. It. Oh, Wait, wh why? Just, because why? you rush it. You're so right. You're, in, you're, you're so, so impatient. Right. You pull. You effing and blinding. You only do half of it. You don't wash it correctly. You don't apply it correctly. And you're in a foul <laughs> mood. And you know if your hair doesn't look good, you don't feel good. And so then you already start your day off. So I've always said, put some good music on and do your hair and watch your transformation and how you feel. You've led me to think of something else. I was having a little conversation about you today. Your ears oh. may have been ringing. So you're talking about, you know, like kind of this like self-love like hair routine. It's a little bit more than about problem solution for you, I can tell. I was talking with your pal, Elaine Welteroth. Hey. Hey. <laughs> she told me that you are the one who gave her her identity-defining style. Yeah, I mean, isn't the afro and her incredible? I kind it's, of it's, don't, it's, I it's, forgot what she looked like without it. I, I don't remember her without it. <laughs> And it's, like I remember, to know, I do remember she had braids, but then there was a whole like hair oh situation God, in between. That's right. She had braids yeah. when I met her, and then she had hair in between, but I don't remember what it was. And then she had an afro. Yes, like a big, powerful, amazing afro. Yeah, I don't remember what happened in between. So for anyone who doesn't know, Elaine Welteroth is the editor in chief of Teen Vogue. She's a major personality, and I was talking to her about you, and she said you found this way to kind of read the hairstyle within her, almost like a hair psychic, a hair Ooh. spiritual guru, something, something. And she's like, you have to talk to him about like your, finding your power hair. This moment isn't about me. This no, is let's about make me. it. We can, do, we can do, do that after. Hair. We can do that You're after. You're asking me everything, by the way. I'm looking at it. It's so fabulous. <laughs> but she said that you, it's not like other stylists might be like, okay, they may look at your cheekbones, your eyes, and be like, okay, you really need this, that, the other thing, or maybe it's about the style of the moment. It's all about the lob, the blah, 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 blah. But you are asking questions about what they, how they see themselves, where they want to be, what mm -hmm. they're afraid of. And I said, this is getting very deep. I don't know if I want to have this conversation yep. with him. Tell me about your methodology and how do we Ooh. get to that I mean, not, our listeners can't get an appointment with you. I'm sorry. I hate to break it to them. Yes. Um, what so can they do to tell their stylist? It's a, it's a very, it's an in-depth in consultation. So when, when me and Elaine first met, she had all these exciting questions to ask me. And I was like, yeah. I can't answer for them, she answer really likes for them you. right now. I need to have a one-on-one -on -one with you when you're not trying to get a look. I need to really understand and study your character for then you to be able to recognize that for you then to communicate to me what it is you really want to communicate so I can show you how to do it. So it's a two-way street. It's psychological. So I talk you through your own inner fears, but I actually help you get there. And that's what I help do with all my clients. And that's the secret sort of bonding that I've been able to have with them. What is it? I can't tell you. I don't know what it is. So it's like a secret sauce that's a magic in you. Like we can't, my, my listeners, our listeners can't take this like five question cheat sheet to their guy at Supercuts. No. <laughs> I'm trying to get some tips, Brian. I know, I know. I, I, I really, really want to say yes to you. But the, the reality of that is the answer is no. However, uh, there are some things you have to factor into that, uh, that you can start asking yourself these questions at home. And I often, when a client comes into the salon, the first thing I recognize for them is it's, that's the way they want to leave. So how the person presents themselves to you is how they actually want. That's what they want. You just got to elevate that. Wait, how they, okay, so how they walk in yeah, how is they how walk. they want to leave? Correct. 
But so if, if I someone walk walks in... in with their hair tied back okay. and says, oh, you know, I don't want to cut my hair. I want it down here. I want it shoulder length. And I really like it like this in my face, blah, blah, blah. And I just know that's a lot of BS. Because she's pulled it back. Well, you walked in with it pulled back. So this tells me your lifestyle doesn't require you to actually wear it down as much as you want. So I already start instigating that. So we don't we don't realize how um, how we portray ourselves mm -hmm. tells us way more about it than what we think we're telling people about. Oh, it. it's like when someone said I forgot who it was, but they're like people show you who they are. Well, I have this tattoo here. It says people tell you what they want you to. Uh, people tell you what they want you to think. What people do is who they really are. You have that tattooed that, yeah, on your okay, skin. Okay, you just quoted it. Yes, yeah. that's amazing. So, it's like when people yeah. you guys have a psychic bond. So uh -huh. yeah, these ones. When people, it's like when people believe, when people do something, like believe them, when people show you who they are, yeah, believe yeah. them. Yeah. So it, it's, um, I like to put it down to my dyslexia. I think our brains are wired in a certain way, which allows us to be more intuitive. Uh, I have definitely have a lot more self-aware than the you have to what pick we up call the average other people, person. Yeah. Uh, so I respond, and I'm slightly deaf as well, so I slightly respond to people's body language, uh, how they communicate, the choice of words they use to me. I've learned how important words are. Uh, I've learned to talk a lot slower. Um, and all these are very, very good indication to how someone wants to betray themselves. Mm. And if you can just take a moment to recognize that, it's absolutely breathtaking. It's it's breathtaking, it's mind-blowing. It's, 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 um, it's incredible how you can if you can find the words to communicate that back out and give to the person who you're speaking to how, how significant that information can be in changing their life. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah, that is, that's awesome. That's, yeah, it's it, a very beautiful yeah, thing, something cool. I've learned, um, some, something, something I've learned that I can do yeah, and, and, and learn to own it and yeah. not to be embarrassed about it and to know that I'm not stupid, I'm not what those people told me I was in school. And to know that I am actually worthy of something. Yeah. Um, and my worth is making other people feel beautiful. You get to join the shaman club, I call it, because we've had so <laughs> many beauty people in here that we talk about, like, back in the day, they were probably the healers, you know? And you have the same vibes as some of those other people. I that are like, You might yeah. be the leader of the shaman yeah. club. <laughs> no. I don't like I, I, I um, know. This is tell awesome. Me this. I know you can't go with everybody to supercuts, <laughs> but let's talk about products for a second. <laughs> Do you find that some a lot of women are making the same mistake. And if that's the case, is there something they could be fixing, like not using enough product or using, or just putting it, plopping it on the top of their head? Yeah. Like, what are some common things that people are doing well, wrong? Well, I think the biggest common thing is we're buying into vanity. So you're buying in for the wrong reasons. You, you're not really stopping to have a look. Actually, the younger girls are actually more intelligent about products than the older ladies. Now, the mm -hmm. ladies, when I say older, it's not even that old. It's like ladies 30s onwards, I imagine. Mm -hmm. The younger girls are way more inquisitive about what ingredients are in there, what's going to happen, what result, what did it do for my friend versus what's it going to do for me. Um, and they challenge that process a lot more now. Um, one of the USPs, unique selling points that I really focused on for the brand was the application. Um, so when I was designing this brand, one of the reasons that I wanted to design a collection was because I would use products in a salon, uh, on shoots, on fashion shows, and I knew they worked to some degree, and the client would walk back in and go, didn't work for me. 
don't know what happened. I was like, well, why? Because I, I, I know it works. So what are you doing that I'm Show doing? me how you put it on or whatever. Right. Yeah. And then I learned very quickly, many, 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 many years ago, and I'm sure you guys would agree with me, the number one biggest failure with products is application. Mm -hmm. So then I thought, well, how much of that can I control from my side as the brand uh, to ensure that you can get at least 70, 60% better um, experience at home. So if you start controlling the way you apply it, you then have to apply it effectively. And that's why the spray applications came from the conditioner, which I was told was impossible to design. Uh, we designed the first world ever uh, conditioning spray washout. So it's a conditioner that washes out. Yeah, it's like spray. in your shower conditioner, but it looks uh, like And it actually works. Cleaning it detangles spray. effectively without filling your hair full of silicone, et cetera, et cetera. And the concept behind that was is because we use uh, conditioner as a scapegoat. No one actually uses it for the right reasons. You use it to make your hair feel so. It's like going to the gym. It's like sometimes when people pay for the gym membership, but don't go, but you know, you're paying for it so you feel great. <laughs> um, it's the same thing. It's like you don't look after your hair, but when you put conditioner, on it, you throw loads on it and hope for the best. Yeah. And then you're you might coming. think you missed it. I do. When in doubt, yeah. deep conditioner. Yes. When in doubt, <laughs> lacquer it on. Yeah. Right. And that's the worst thing to do for your hair. Is that saying also really? something too good is too bad. And if you're overpowering your hair with something that may be so good for you, your hair doesn't have the ability to absorb it correctly and therefore it will just flush it back out. So the instant effect you're going to get on the top surface is it feels soft. It's potentially detangled. And in less than 24 hours, you're back to square one again where it's all, um, you scalp side the dry oh it's all not matted and tangled mm -hmm. it's all really greasy mm -hmm. so then but no one's really challenged that but you would then go and use the conditioner again when you shampoo your hair so i was right. like really confused i was like why are people doing that <laughs> oh because it's all we've been taught to do yeah so Vernon Francois is taking a stance. And I'm like, well, actually, if you spray conditioner on your hair, you put in half of what you'd put on because it's from a spray. So the spray pattern's really light and beautiful. But you're getting more coverage because it's spraying over a wider surface. And you're having more impact because the ingredients in my products are really powerful and doing the job. And you're having a better experience. And your hair's light and soft and non-detangled and shiny afterwards. Done. And you save some money in there because I'm just thinking about the you big save, old dollop of conditioner. You save I need to a use lot sometimes. of money. Yeah. And I think we've become so accustomed to this dolloping of um, conditioner on mm. our hair to save that we've lost. You don't even really know um, what the silicone is or what conditioner really does for your hair anymore. So mm -hmm. when you come to experience my products, if you're not familiar with using um, natural ingredients, it will feel a little bit more stripping on your hair versus mm -hmm. something that's full of ingredients that is designed to, in quote, feel softer, which actually how, doesn't do anything. How long do you have to use that, do that before you start to see the results you're talking about? You see it instantly. You do? Yeah, it's just... Mm. It's, 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 even if you've been using like a dimethicone-loaded product for a long time. You will see it instantly. Because I've heard some people say they wanted to transition to more natural products, yeah. but like they have to get it that. It takes like the build up. But that's yeah. the mindset versus the reality. But that's not necessarily true. Well, no, I mean, you know, if you've been using something for so long, your hair can essentially be a coat in it. Yeah. 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 Um, so you have to essentially let that wash out. And often when people, you shouldn't really be having greasy hair. Uh, if you're having greasy hair, I would really speak to uh, your shampoo regime, your conditioning regime, and also. Um, if it's a woman, uh, make sure that you're washing your makeup off your face and your oily skin because it tends to translate up from the pillow to hair. And that regime right. tends to always mix around just to be mindful. If it's not working, then change. And also we within my collection, you can change to so much fun things and as you identified earlier you will have more than one texture you'll have different needs some mm -hmm. like colored on the ends and your hair which is natural you can play around you should never stick with one thing for too long you should always dip it out and just know the reasons why you're using what you're using how many products do you use on your hair and 
Oh, I use my lock and braid. Uh, we have a scalp nourishment to like soothe my scalp because uh, I always wear hats because it keeps my head warm. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I like to use that one because it's a good scalp healer. Yeah, uh, it's non-sticky, it's non-greasy, and we've been selling loads of it because it was the first product into uh, mainstream stores that really supported the consumer with locks and braids. Um, when people are always saying, "Oh, we have natural hair products," and then you're like, "Oh, so you have something for locks or braids?" Oh, no, no, no. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, people with locks—that's the definition of natural hair right. more for me than anything else. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we've been selling that really well. And tell me about the pillowcase. I still can't get on board with like changing up my pillowcase. And I know you tried to get me when I met you. You tried well, to get I was, me switch. Well, well I, you know, we, we look at ways into sort of, you know, the reality is, is that managing your hair on a day-to-day -day basis is a nuisance. That's fact. So what you want to do is eliminate the time you spend making your hair feel the most important, most glamorous to itself. So you don't have to do much to it throughout the day. So you have to do certain things that if you apply effectively, you will get a good result. Just like if you want to lose weight or have good skin, you have to drink water consistently for it to work. Mm. Uh, and one of the great things you can do is um, look at your night regime um, and really invest in that. And that's when your body's most active. Uh, that's when your body's most reproduction. But you wanted me to sleep on silk or satin. You can, you can well, we have these hundred percent silk bonnets, which are beautiful, um, and you can wrap your hair in those and sleep in oh, them. Oh, I should do the bonnet, not yeah. the pillowcase. The, it's, 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 it, My roommate it, used to sleep in a bonnet. It's, it, it's. I've had people starting using it with European hair and woken up with their hair greasy and they've, they've never had greasy hair before. And what it says to them is that it's holding all the oils in the hair, not letting in a good way. A hundred percent. So then they're now using less product on there and washing it less because the hair's holding and retaining the moisture. The hair's shinier, it's not breaking. This was in the week but of using it. But am I going to look cute in a bonnet, you know? Well, you know, it, it, <laughs> My roommate did look the, cute the, in a bonnet. The reality is you've just got to ask yourself those questions. And I think it's, you know, if you're in a relationship, it's one, you know, he should be, <laughs> he should be wearing one or she should be wearing one too. <laughs> Guys have a lot of bowl Anybody patch. that sleeps over my house, you get a bonnet. Oh my God, yeah, that is so funny. Guys have a lot funny. of bowl patching as well and rubbing off and they don't oh. really use their hair. So they right. definitely, I, so I- Bonnets I, for everyone. We sell it so many to men it's because the don't be mistaken, this isn't just a, this isn't a female, hair is hair. Yeah. And actually men have weaker hair than women. So you sure. want to retain that as much as possible and anything with friction. We have these beautiful, Microfiber, uh, microfiber towels, body size towels that really absorb your hair, stop your hair from ripping, help only take out just the amount of water from your hair. And when you're rubbing your hair, when you're drying it, men specifically, you should squeeze and pat dry versus rubbing and friction and pulling. God, I need a microfiber and, towel. Yeah, so we'll, you're, we'll you're into you those. We'll oh, you make one. them? Yeah, we got Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. I thought you were just advocating for the microfiber towel. No, we towel. got the first life-size, body-size ones. Oh, I love that amazing. you make not just pro products like that you think of, like creams and gels yeah. and whatever. There's like... We're on a, a mission. Bonnet. We're, uh, we're, we're, this I'm is a lifestyle to, brand. What, 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 so what I will say to you, which I don't think we gave you, but we will do, uh, we got these beautiful overnight treatment oils, uh, which are these little virals that you can spray as you go to bed overnight and wake up with beautiful, soft, luscious, sexy, <laughs> Look amazing. how excited he's getting like, No, because it actually just, works. We've yeah. been inundated. We sold out of these in Asia when we launched a couple of weeks ago. Uh, on the hair and now there's a lot of stuff happening over there and over here people have been going crazy about them they're, you can travel with them they're innocent there's pure oil mm. but they're in the, the spray yeah. pattern that I designed with it is so fine when it's sprayed it just absorbs quickly into the hair I so hate then a it's, squirty spray that's so, good so, so, so it's not actually an inconvenience to you right, right. and the method behind that was because 
I know that I was like, wow, wouldn't it be great if you could just treat your hair and not have to wash it afterwards? Wouldn't that be yeah, right? It's yeah, like, kind of like a dirty, fabulous excuse. So I was like, well, what can we do? So we know that oils are amazing for the hair, but they have to be integrated into the hair shaft in a certain way for them to be really effective, or is it just going to sit on the outer layer and become a nuisance? Um, so yeah, so I managed to find a vial that allowed it to spray and it's such a beautiful spray pattern. It's almost like thin air. And then when that sits on the hair shaft, because it's so fine, it enables us just to coat the hair with just enough coatage and just seep in and just give you the most best relationship I'm you've sauce. had with an oil ever. Lovely. And they're doing really well. And they're the overnight repair treatments. You mm. should really try them. And then, so I'm trying to make your life easier. And that's okay. what I want to do. I, don't, I, don't want people, I want people to invest in the brand because I'm solving the issues that you have. So you, then you can just wake up, brush your hair and go. We're on board. We're on board. Yeah, it's really cool. Can we talk about your hair for a second? Oh, please go ahead. Now, I understand that you were part of Thomas Knight's Red Hot <gasps> oh, 100 <laughs> exhibition. It was all about redheaded men. Am I yes. right? You didn't always have the easiest relationship with your red hair, did you? No, I did not. Um, redhead I, to redhead, can we talk? Please, let's go. <laughs> okay, well, I, I didn't... You're beautiful, I, redhead. Th thank you. But let's talk about you. Let's talk about you. Did you, like, how did you wrap your, wrap your head around, like, having red hair? Um, it was, like, such a stupid plan. Jess is still working on yeah, it. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, it, it's not a stupid question, but it is to those that don't see red hair every day. So, mm. um... There wasn't, it wasn't something for me to wrap my hair around. It was for those that always kept on judging me for it. So when judging, I, like, what does that mean? Like, so judging. when I was like, younger, I was teased, and exactly. I, felt, I just felt like I always felt okay. It is about me now. Wow, I'm, <laughs> I'm really, I'm really horrible, aren't I? No, like I always felt really, um, just kind of like awkward, you yeah. know, like like conspicuous, like not like part of the gang. Yeah. Like, what about you? Um, that's always been my case. Um, I've always been the awkward one um but you know i'm one of five boys on my mom's side mm -hmm. and the oldest and the youngest one has black hair and the three in the middle me being the oldest of the three have ginger hair mm -hmm. um and at, in my household or with my family we never felt any different is when i left the house and went to school then i people started to pick on me mm. excuse me and I, I, at one point, I remember I wanted to dye my hair when I was in school and dye it black because black. I just felt like, I, did, why do I have this? Why are people picking on me for that? And it's something I don't have control over. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, I, I got bullied very badly for it. Uh, the names you can imagine, just, you know, just keep going. And, yeah. But I couldn't change it. So I didn't, I, I just kind of got on with it. And then um, as I got more into the hair, uh, into the hair industry, it was it it became a common knowledge that Vernon dyes his hair. So everyone they just, thought you dyed it red. Well, the people just assumed I dyed it because oh. I'm a hairdresser. Because I'm a hairdresser. Yeah. So they didn't even think that it was. Uh, didn't they see your complexion? Like your look. I I won't even go there. <laughs> I, 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 so I, I when I was a lot younger and more naive, I used to bear a lot of evidence to show them that it was all natural. Uh, I knew as I got older that. that Drapes and curtains. Drapes and curtains. <laughs> I knew as I got older that probably wasn't the most appropriate in a hair salon. <laughs> However, you did what you had to do. Uh, to I survive. didn't know what I couldn't do to prove to them that it wasn't. And then uh, it's it just sometimes it's, people don't realize how how dangerous their response to you about recognizing something different can really 
negatively impact you for your entire life. Especially as a um, and, and And not by, not necessarily by saying something bad, but just by how they react to you, by going, oh my God, I've never seen that before. Then you, you know that something slightly is not cool or awkward and you live with that. And uh, I was constantly up against that, but I... I've learned to live in my truth. I've learned that this is who I am. Uh, I now know it's a big part that makes me more beautiful than anyone else. And mm -hmm. uh, um, but let's not let's not uh, kid myself. I still am, I still struggle every day to um, to be confident with it in a way that I now see young kids with it. And when I see a young girl with red hair, I go up to them and tell them how beautiful they are. It's mm -hmm. a point that I make. Um, and I, I've bonded with a lot of people on social media that have got red hair. We don't realize um, I'm not different. Um, I, I'm just, I, I'm formed in a way that makes me who I yeah. am, you know? And we, we, we just really need to recognize the power of our language and words and how we communicate mm -hmm. with people. And being a part of this exhibition changed my life. Did um, it? Yeah, I, I met my husband. Uh, I met uh, other great opportunities that came and I ended up traveling around the world with it. The exhibition ended up going around six or six or seven different countries, um, went, went five or ten exhibitions, sold out everywhere, and I think it's on its third season now. Wow. Uh, and the whole initiative with that exhibition was to create awareness because men were committing suicide from being bullied. Uh, there's initiatives, uh, really bad initiatives in uh, Canada where you have Kicker Ginger Day. We've yeah. talked about it on yeah. the podcast. Which is just, I, I mean, up. I can't believe I even brought it up because it infuriates me, but to, ha to have, to have a, it's not even a cartoon, <sighs> to have something on TV that sort of illustrated that, I, I, <sighs> I just, it was, it was, it, it, it was damaging. And it mm. has been to people have gone into school and actually kicked people to death. And so this was a campaign to bring attention to that. Mm -hmm. And I, at the time, I was uh, the only uh, guy of Caribbean descent that was uh, of ginger, uh, auburn hair texture. Now there's some more to find other cool guys, which mm -hmm. is so cool. Um, and um, it's just it was just a great initiative. I almost turned that down as well. Oh my god, I'm so glad yeah. you didn't. Yeah, because so my cool, partner at the time told me not to do it. Oh, well. uh, Wait, was, I just yeah. on, to be on a nice note to end. <laughs> Here, like, is your was your husband in the exhibition or working for it? So nope, does he have red hair? Oh, oh wow, that it. is so fabulous. That makes me yeah. happy. That's a beautiful a, story. And we have a fox ginger Labrador. Ah! <laughs> I want to see a family portrait. He's on Instagram, the real ginger Labrador. The real ginger Love Labrador. Yeah, okay, so our cute. listeners can follow him <laughs> too so now. Cute. And That's then awesome. b before we let you go, we talked hair a whole bunch, but we ask all our guests. Let's talk about some other products you like to use. Your skincare, your oh. fragrance. What are you into these days? Youth to the People. This cool brand. These two cool guys from California, um, and I, as a redhead, um, my skin is very sensitive <laughs> to a lot mm -hmm. of stuff, um, and I find it really hard using a lot of. Um, even if the product is organic, it has to be an, a, a, ble uh, a balance of organicness because sometimes something raw can also bring your face out. Sure. Um, and this brand just seemed to nail it for me, for my skin regime. Very light, very effortless. I travel with it a lot. And I really just love... Um, the, yeah, you've to, I just love the ESOF of the brand. I love the smells. They use spinach, which reminds me of Popeye. So I just <laughs> feel like I'm... 
popping when they can they have it um and um they've got spirulina in some of their products although i don't react i react badly to spirulina in my digestive system but my skin seems to be loving it so okay. i'm just like this is the way because it's, it's a good antioxidant spirulina sure so now i'm kind of like powering with it like okay i can't put you in the body but i can put you on the top of the body and make mm-hmm. my skin look fly mm-hmm. so yeah i really like them they're good for the uh, for the regime for my skincare but i don't really have a big skincare regime i'm really lazy that's why i'm really good at hair because i know people can't be asked i just know what <laughs> i know I, I know the mindset that you have yeah. so then let me be you know when i do my hair i was like oh so you know i come up with really good ideas i do another good idea to blow dry your hair by the way is lay on your bed and tip your head upside down and blow dry your hair Oh, that is a lazy girl's Wait, dream. We just like lie on your back or you lie on your tummy? Whatever's easier for you. Jess, you're going to... But just lying on your like, bed with your head back and the uh, blow drying is so How about so we get easier. someone else to do it for us yeah. while we lie with our head that's back? That's yeah. even better. Nice. That's okay, even I have to better. try it. Um, and then <laughs> fragrance. I'm really particular with fragrance. I, I was thinking you might be. Um, this is going to make me sound a little bit bougie. Um, but <laughs> I've, I've been... Uh, I, first of all, I'm a holder. So if I like something, I buy it in bulk. Um, and <laughs> I've been obsessed with these Dior fragrances that they have, but they have these pure oils, and the bottles are like this, like massive. Um, and I just so stock not the on... cheap ones. Mm-mm. Actually, I think it's pricier <laughs> yeah, than like Miss Dior and all that. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Uh, there not partic- that there are any cheap ones, but yeah, uh, the smell, the fragrance. I can't. I don't know the smell. What about what color? Uh, it's a dark, almost look at the color of, is it brandy? The dark, okay. word looking. Look it's beautiful. It smells amazing. And then I used to, um, <laughs> I then try and sometimes get the little vials that you can get the testers mm-hmm. and then just stock, stock up on them. Listen, you have friends at bag. Sephora now. You should be oh, fine. They give, just... they give me products. But the, the, the Dior one is nice. Although my friend got me a Creed perfume the other week, which I didn't. I didn't really buy Creed. It's like buying Louboutins. But um, <laughs> but it's actually really nice. I really liked it. It was actually a good one. He, I'm a Creed guy now. You're uh, a Creed guy now? Yeah, it's really nice. They I have like, history, those yeah, fragrances. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, they do. But I just, I just, I think they, they, there's some fragrance in there that wasn't to my liking. But I, I've come over. Okay. Wow. Transfers, so Creed and Dior. <laughs> Ritzy, huh? Creed and Dior, that sounds like, that's a cute name, Creed and Dior. <laughs> okay. Mm. Um, and then I, I don't really have anything else. I mean, what? I don't wear lip gloss. I don't do anything. I think licking your lips is the best moisture for it. Oh, my God. It, Every time I do that, I'm like, little grandma no, I, after. I anytime I try to put anything on there, my lips just become worse. And get sucked in, so I just don't do it. Just use natural moisturizer. <laughs> All right. Natural moisturizing. <laughs> Lipping it away. <laughs> just like licking his lips in the studio. I love it. Mm. <laughs> Um, and that's all I do. Drink water, lots of water. You've said that a couple times, and yeah, I've like been that's sipping while you were talking. You know, it's amazing. My mist hydrating water spray is almost like one of the simplest innovations that I did, but it's so important for you because your hair needs hydrating as much as your skin and it's just a simple technique of putting water with full of amino acid which is the most important that's what our bodies are made up of yeah. mm-hmm. and it's got polder 500 which is this collaboration of all the impo- important uh, amino acids just pumped into your hair could we drink it's like it your hair and beautiful stoas i would not sit here and <laughs> you drinking it okay. i don't think it was tested for that i know if you catch it on your skin it's not going to do any do any harm for all you right. we're going to mist ourselves let's yeah let's stop the podcast have a psychic moment figure out our hair and mist all over with and I'm acids. licking my lips exactly oh, this thank you so like much <laughs> <a whole different laughs> <podcast. laughs> thank you so much for coming that on mascara that mascara after dark exactly <laughs> oh my god thank you so much this was really fun thanks for having me guys thank you fully enjoyed it 
We're gonna raise a wand tonight. Or this morning, depends on when you're listening. My song was far more passionate when we weren't recording. So I don't know. I'll, I'll get there. I like it. I'm going to raise a wand. I don't think I've ever raised a wand to this type of beauty product. Okay. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, I saw that kicking around. It's a hair accessory. Wow. <laughs> Everybody, it's a hair accessory. It is the Orbe hair stick. Oh, cool. Um, okay, so... I am a top-knot girl when I need to be. Yes, I see. I know Vernon says that means I probably want a pixie, but I definitely don't want a pixie. (laughs) Um, But I feel like I always put the hair elastic in, and then you see the hair elastic, and it just looks like Jimmy, and it doesn't look chic. And bobby pins feel too, like, primpy, princey? Um, Precious. Precious. I knew there was a PR word in there. You know, and then it looks like a ballerina bun. I just want something cool. So this is like a U-shaped gold stick and kind of sturdy, and I have really thick hair. And I've just been twisting it up and then sticking that thing in. And I like to think, like, if I was, like, in a dark, like, alleyway and I got was just attacked. thinking it's a Wolverine weapon. Yes! So I would just pull this out of my hair and then look at me. I'm like, Wolverine. Yeah, no, that's very Wolverine-ish. And, and I could stab. It's very chic. It's also if you have to go somewhere, like, on the fly. Just put that in your hair, a lip, maybe some earrings. Yes, because it does look very rich and luxe and sophisticated. On that note, I will say it is a luxe product. I mean, this is a quality metal. I think it's $80 for the hair accessory. If you don't lose things, though, you will use this all the time. If you tend to lose accessories, I mean, this is about four inches. You probably won't lose it, but... It's a little bit of an it's investment. It's very weighty too. I could tell Still from the way it's less expensive than like a Jennifer Bear like headband or headpiece though. Mm-hmm. So Orbe hair stick. You should very check it nice. out. What are you raising a wand to? I want to raise a wand to an entire collection. Okay. It's the Disney X buy whatever the hell the X. How do you say it? Disney X Disney buy Kiehl's collection. This is their holiday collection. They always do. Kiehl's always does a holiday collaboration with someone, and it benefits a charity. This is my favorite Kiehl's collection in a long time. This benefits Feeding America, and there's so many fun, cute tins. There's a tin that, like, well, there's, like, a tin that has all kinds of products in it, like shampoo and all that. Then there's a um, really cute creme decor. It has, like, Mickey Mouse on it and, like, old-school Mickey. Not I was just like, going to say, which Disney characters are we talking about? No, it's just, like, classic Mickey, which I love. Like Steamboat Mickey. <laughs> oh, I went there. Ste- Steamboat Mickey. Mm-hmm. Um, there's... And there's Mickey also like in a little um, chemistry like coat, like a little coat and like oh, one of the hand He went creams. to the Kiehl's labs to it's work really with cute. Jeff Janeski, Jess's <laughs> yeah. fiance. Full disclosure, yes, I probably should have said that. Um, my fiance does work for Kiehl's, but he is not benefit- benefiting from this at all. No, needy, um, hungry people yes. are, which is amazing. So I love this because it also tells you what um, your money is going to. So for example, if you get the special edition creme de corpse, grapefruit whipped body butter, and I love it when they do the whipped, it's 38 bucks. That gives you three, that provides 355 meals. That's a lot. Um, The special edition scented hand cream trio, which I love because you can break it apart and gift it to people. And it comes in like these really cute, very giftable boxes, 35 bucks, 310 meals. Wait, Uh, that's genius. You buy one that has like three in it and give one to like, like when you little presents for people. Perfect. I mean, 35, like, I mean, that's, it's great. Um, Then they have this amazing tin that I love. It's special edition collection for a cause. It has all this, like, you know, like the deep, deep cleansing foam facial, (laughs) deep cleansing foaming facial cleanser, ultra facial moisturizer, a whole bunch of other stuff. 45 bucks, 350 meals. And you get this like sweet little tin that you can keep forever. Oh my God. I just realized it does says it has steamboat Willie. I was right. I was right. I was like, I knew what you meant, but I was kind of like, Willie. I was like laughing at I, you. No, but, like you actually 
like hit the nail I on the head. I actually had some old school animation knowledge. I really like that they say how many meals it's giving. That's really cool. Yeah, and like That's a every good one. like as like it says basically for one dollar helps provide eleven meals secured by feeding I love America. That. Basically I picked a weapon to like stab people with and you pick something that gives good you karma know, to Nobody would have thought about that unless you said something. Well I just did. Um <laughs> they just I think they always get it right for holiday with their intentions, but this collection is I think their most fun one to date. So head over to Kiehl's or go online and check it out. I think you will be very happy and find some great gift ideas for your friends, family, or even yourself. Thank you so much for listening. We're growing because of people like you telling your friends and fam and all that. But if you really want to help us out, which would be amazing, please go over to iTunes and write us a little review or just throw us some stars. Five, please. That would be incredible. And if you want to know where to find any of the people or places or things we talked about, go to fatmascara.com and check out our blog. You can follow us on all the social channels at fatmascara or email us at info at fatmascara.com. We'll even read your letters on the air. So profesh. So profesh. <laughs>